Got You Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. going on folks happy thursday night to you and welcome to got your back post game live stream edition and we have a special treat tonight ruddy is away so gager is gonna play joaquin gage joining us tonight as a guest analyst on got your back we will get to him in just a moment break down a convincing five nothing win as the oilers come bursting out of the gates after the Christmas break, Got Your Back is always brought to you by Sherwood Buick GMC. They want to thank you for your continued support through 2023 because of you that they were the number one GMC volume dealership in Canada. They want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a fantastic 2024 year ahead. Go see Phil and the crew for all your vehicle needs just off Baseline Road on the way into Sherwood Park or check them out online, www.gmc pod.com coming to you from our long shot studio as always amazing golf and a fantastic sports bar experience visit longshots.ca that's longshots with a z.ca well he's been on the podcast before but making his season three debut the man himself joaquin gage i'm outnumbered by the goalies here boys the goaltenders union is in Full force tonight, Zuby. Yeah, don't come after. Well, I mean, there's not much to go after in Skinner's game tonight, but don't come after us tonight. You're you're outnumbered. <laughs> it's not going to go well for you. <laughs> How you doing, Gager? Welcome back, pal. Thanks for having me, Shogger. It's uh, it's nice to be back. Season three. Wow, this is uh, congratulations. That's yeah. good yeah, to shed fun. shed the dead weight. You know, I know. God knows what those other two <laughs> bums are doing right now, but. Uh, it it kind of coincides with with uh, Skinner's good play of late, having me on, having the foresight to have me on at this at this juncture, so to speak. Well, Shaggy, I like it. I like we it. we've had a ton of goaltending talk on the podcast this season, but but really all the time. I don't know how many times I've been like, we gotta get Gager on and find out what's what here. So we we've been waiting to have you on because, as you know, Struds is Struds has a tough time figuring out goaltending. Like he is a great analyst, but when it comes to goaltending, he's a mess. So oh, yeah. it's it's good to have you on, so you can be the definitive word and tell us what's actually going on on the goaltending front. We're actually going to talk in our takeaway segment. A lot of people want to talk about Olivier Rodrigue. What should the Oilers do with him? His numbers are getting out of control here. They're getting out of control. Is it time? Everybody wants to know, Gager. So don't tell us yet. But we're going to get to that in our next segment. Zuby, we'll check back in with you for our Ask Us Anything segment as well. I know you'll be keeping an eye on the stream and the comments that are coming in. So we'll check in with you a little bit later on in the podcast. We're going full pod tonight. Just because Stridey's away, oh, all the featured segments are going to be here. You're going to want to stick around for Gabin with Gager, <laughs> which is going to take the place of that mess, Stridey's world, coming up in segment three or four or whatever it is. So lots ahead on the podcast. Let's get to breaking it down. Brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store here in Edmonton, founded in 1939. 
You have to check it out if you haven't had a chance to get by their showroom. It's spectacular in there. And they've got everything that you need, right? A huge lineup of casual clothes, jeans and pants and shirts, sweaters, shoes. And on the more formal side, they just have a fantastic collection of high-quality suits. They'll fit you up, make you look great. They're a one-stop shop. For all your clothing needs, visit MrDirk.com. I would not disrespect you by starting anywhere other than Stuart Skinner tonight. The goaltender is the place to start, Gager. Not that he had a tremendous amount of action, but it's probably not easy for a goalie to come out of a Christmas break and not see a ton of action in a game and be sharp. Ah. Uh. Well, we're getting off to a good start because I'm already disagreeing with you, Shuggy. Oh, um, oh I like it. <laughs> no, that's good I, podcasting. I, this is, uh, that's, no, it's coming out of a break uh, for a goalie is is such a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Like, think of it this way. you're Every time you're going on the ice, someone's launching vulcanized rubber at you. Having those few days off to reflect. And I look at the last game. Shaggy and looked at the the body language of Skinner when that third one went in you yeah. saw a little finally a little bit of emotion which I think is fine his grumpy yeah he, he oh yeah and trust me I've been in that situation where you know you're you're this is the game last game before the break you've you've battled Jonathan Quick lo- looking like he turned back the clock a few years uh came out on top made some huge saves, and then to, I mean, you've been in those scrums, and you hear goalies talk about, I don't care about stats. Shoggy, we care about stats yeah, just man. as much as Strudwick does. It, it, We care about those little things. That one hurt because I knew, even looking at the, at the box scores later on, a 4-2 win in Madison Square Garden, going up against Jonathan Quick, winning that game, it looks a lot better a 4-2 win than a 4-3 win. Right. I'm sorry. And I made that point after the game, man. I said, you know what? Suck it up for your goalie in the last minute. Like, really? He has battled for you all night, and it might seem like no big deal, but that puck had a chance to be cleared. And Drysaddle got lazy in the slot. A couple guys got lazy defending. The difference between two and three for a goalie gauger, for a guy who's trying to dig out from a bad start, Make the stats line respectable. So to your point, Skinner maybe goes into the break with a little bit of a frustrated taste in his mouth. Personally, though I'm sure he was happy the team had been able to turn things around. But uh, you tell me, you've got the Christmas break, you're with your family, you're you know maybe eating a little more than you should, trying to keep yourself sharp. I know for players, it's all about the legs feeling heavy. What do you battle back from as a goaltender when you have time away from the game? family time and you get back at it one quick practice and boom you're going well look i, I listen to your podcast all right Shaggy? let's just Thanks, make this and you 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 talk uh a lot about the the worry of the workload that skinner is going to put on amongst himself mm-hmm. going forward right mm-hmm. getting to the halfway mark how many games is he going to play what's this going to look like it's Struds is carrying that torch big time. Yeah. He's worried. He's worried. I I, I hate to agree with Struds, but there is a little bit of worry, but it's not so much the physical side of like, it's the mental side. Those, even to the point where the games that 
maybe he's not as busy. Maybe it's a 20-shot night, close game. Those are the tougher ones. You hear Stuart Skinner talk about staying in the moment, staying with it. That that takes a mental toll out of you almost more than, than on the physical side. This is This break provides you with that mental break of not having to stay in the moment for 60 minutes in an NHL hockey game. And I think that's what we saw tonight. We saw a guy that was laser-focused, um, going into San Jose where things did not go well in the last game. They got yeah. a coach fired. Um, it just seemed like everything was unraveling. I loved the way the team started tonight. Yeah. It was no holds barred, hit the guy, ram him into the turnbuckles, and keep elbowing him in the face. Yeah, no, I agree with you, buddy. And I think... You know, I like the way Skinner looked in this game, despite the fact there wasn't a ton of activity around him. I think he made some really sharp saves. I think he did his part. So full credit to him. Uh, crossbar almost took the shutout away at the end, but it ended up staying out. So nice night from him. But I love that point you just made. It was next on my list. Um, I thought Connor McDavid did a great job as captain coming out after the break and on the very first shift, having a bit of a statement shift, letting his whole bench know we're here to go. And I, I like the way he tried to drive through players. I like the way that he, you know, uh, threw a hit. I like the way – I like the signal that he sent uh, right from the very first shift forward. And to me, that's a subtle little piece of leadership there. Yeah, it was – and if – when you're – when your leadership group, especially a guy like Connor McDavid, comes out, throws the first hit of the game, separating the puck from player, um, McLeod comes on the ice and and scores a, a goal. That just – it was a sequence of events that just got the ball rolling for them. I love the Ford check. Um, I was always – last few games, I I did not like – the the play away from the puck in the offensive zone a little bit, Shoggy. Mm -hmm. And it's when, as a goalie, okay, if you mm -hmm. see a guy with the puck in the slot, but you see other guys on the perimeter, you're not even worried about that, those second chance opportunities because, you know, right. I'll probably be okay. There was a save that Stuart Skinner made at the 10-minute mark in the first period where he had San Jose guys coming to the net and he booted it right back out into the slot. He meant to do that so mm. he would keep the puck away from, from the danger zone, right, okay. for, for second chances. I love seeing that, from, but I would like to see the Oilers players when a guy is in a good shooting area, other guys start going to the net. Because as a goalie, you're going, okay, I can see that guy out of my periphery. He's coming to the net. I got to make sure at least the rebound's not going that way because he's going to get a tap. And it just creates a little bit more chaos with those shots. They did a good yeah. job of it, but I think there's more, there's a lot more there. I mean, it's not like they had 55 shots and were just overwhelming all night. They did what they had to do. They got themselves a lead, then they played within that lead. I like yeah. the fact that they kept their foot on the pedal for the most part. Um, and overall, it was pretty good. Have to get to Ryan McLeod, because if you have listened to this podcast this year, you know <laughs> that for a lot of this year, I've been really hard on Ryan McLeod, and I think his play has deserved it. But he's turning a corner here, Gager. The offensive confidence is seeping back into his game. I think Jack had the stat on the broadcast uh, that he had scored on four straight shots. Did I see that? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and look, he's he's starting to pile up some points and some offensive confidence is, you know, working its way into his game. He's playing with an all-world skilled player and making plays with him. But what have you seen from McLeod lately? What did you see tonight? And do you think I've been unfair and too hard on him this year, if you've been listening? No, because we've all been extremely hard on McLeod. 
Um, he's been a <laughs> he's been a perimeter planet circling the the galaxy. You yeah. know, not getting involved in any way, shape, or form. And maybe it did require just that empty net goal, and then you know the next essentially the next shift, the next game, he gets another one. Um, the start of the second period, though, Shaggy, yeah. when you saw him lay in a huge hit, um, and and Drysaitel gets that goal, right? Like it's it, you were seeing a different player. We're seeing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you and I are on the same. I think everyone's on the same line here. The problem with McLeod that we were so frustrated with is we saw this type of play last year in the playoffs, where he yeah. was a physical presence, um, and. Like a lot of players this year, uh, I think finding their game has been tricky at times. Uh, we're seeing a guy realizing what he needs to do to be successful, and that's using his speed, using his size. And unfortunately, I mean, he did score a really nice, patient goal and and scoring from distance, although it was against a guy that playing in his first NHL game and probably a, a few nerves. But here's a guy that needs to get into those hard areas to score and score those goals that are that you see more in March and April May yeah. than than in October November uh I see Zuby just threw a poll up here on the chat what aspect of the Oilers game gives you oh the question just disappeared on me <laughs> what does it say Zuby I just lost. oh what aspect of the game gives you the most optimism about the remainder of the season I like that question five on five scoring depth scoring minimizing high danger chances Skinner rounding into form. Interesting little poll there. So if you are on the live stream with us, go ahead and chime in and we'll take a look at the results in our Ask Us Anything segment. Chris Formazano says, say it, Shoggy, 71 is an all-star. <laughs> Not ready to go there yet, Chris. <laughs> it's a little ways away from that. But I am happy to report that Ryan McLeod is playing some damn good hockey right now. And the Oilers have needed him and he's showing up and he's doing a good job in a top six role as a winger. Is he going to stay a winger the rest of the year if this keeps up, Gager? I, I don't know what the hell they're going to do down the middle when they come up against the big boys and the big deep teams. But McLeod as a winger is where his best hockey lives right now. Well, we're going to see that in the, in the next few days against the Kings, right? That's This is a game that's been circled on, I'm sure, both teams' calendars from the start of the season here. Um Although <laughs> Winnipeg's looking like they won that trade uh, up to this point, yeah. um, we're going to see an elevated game, I think, from the LA Kings being twice removed by the by the Oilers here. Um, it it does cause concern, but you heard Louis and Jack talk tonight about how maybe it's a little bit less responsibility, right? Maybe he's he's putting too much. He gets to the wing. It's not that there's not as much defensive reliability that he needs to accomplish it there. He's not thinking, just playing. Um, but that means the Oilers need to shore up that that third-line center, fourth-line center, and get that established because when we do play games that matter, especially when we look at the Kings, those are three big boys down the middle. And in a seven-game series, those guys leaning on you can take its toll. Uh, I like the way Warren Fogle's making plays over on the other wing, too. And by the way, this uptick in offense from McLeod, of course it has to do with you know playing with Leon Dreisaitl as well. That's definitely going to help. But he's creating and he's making plays. Over on the other wing, I think Warren Fogle's 
ability to make plays is is really coming along. Like one of my concerns with him, Gager, before as a top six forward was the play dies on a stick too much. You know, and you can't have the play dying on your stick if you want to play with the big boys. And granted, it was San Jose, but for, it's a few games now. Like Fogel's making plays. Is that a result of him keeping it a little simpler too? You know, yeah, could I, be. I I really think that there was way too many trying to make a four foot backhand sauce pass over a guy's stick at times. He seems this this year's Warren Fogel is way more of a straight line player. Um, I think there's even I, not that there wasn't before, but there's a little bit more sandpaper in his game, a little more meanness. He's he's hitting like Evander Kane hits. You know, some guys hit and they hit, but he's hitting to to. I don't want to say hurts, but make it very, very sure. uncomfortable yep. for the other player, right? And I that's bled into his game a little bit. Um, we talk, you, you heard Leon Dreisaitl talk about the, the way he shoots the puck. Like mm -hmm. there's a there's a tool in the toolbox that he has that is being put to use way more, using defensemen as screens, his speed. We all know how fast this guy can skate. He's arguably been one of the most i would say consistent oiler forwards throughout the whole year there's been very few games where you haven't noticed something that that fogel has done and like you said the the play usually did die in his stick and oh, even a, an old i was sitting with an old oilers coach at a game and he he uh he referenced the the, the same sentiment that i love this guy but gosh it just keeps dying on his stick yeah and he's, when you're playing with Leon Dreisaitl, I mean, that's a fast way to get the booted the heck off that line. Yeah. you got to be able to continue plays. And it's simple things like when you got a little bit of momentum going in the offensive zone and you're working the cycle, don't make the bad cycle that the D-man easily picks off. Make sure you're rimming it hard enough to get it over to Dreisaitl. Make sure, you know... And when I say the play dying, it was just those little touches in the offensive zone that were just, they were they were play killers. And he's doing a really good job. Uh, last point I want to get to here in our breakdown before we move along. Uh, Evan Bouchard, <laughs> the skill that it takes to, you know, to beat these goaltenders with just a straight shot and, the you know, the, just the sheer velocity on that thing. But what impresses me so much is that you know, he can take a pass on the fly and one time a puck without having to look down and track it. And I watched that replay a couple of times, and it's like he doesn't look down to track it. He's just looking at the net, and the, he sort of glances over, puck's coming, and he picks his spot and wires it without having to look down, Gager. That, that is hard to do, man. <laughs> yeah. We're, it's, I mean, talk about another guy that we were hard on for the first few months of the season, yeah. right? Like this rep. guy was just, I mean, I didn't know if he was able to play. Shoddy. Yeah. Is this guy only going to come out <laughs> for power plays? Like it, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy, but there's, there are a few guys that just, it, it's almost like an artist drawing a picture. Like I'm a horrible artist. I can't, mm -hmm. I would, I could go to classes for years and mm -hmm. still be just complete crap. There's just something that certain guys have with their shot that is partly from some other worldly power and something that they've cultivated themselves. And not only that, like he used to be more of a shin pad assassin too. Like he was getting a lot of things blocked. One of the biggest, he's getting that missile 
through everybody. And I mean, like they said, if you can't see it, um, it's almost impossible to stop. But what I also like, there's always garbage and something to clean up because the rebound yeah. is almost, you, goalies can't control it. It's just, it's crazy, his shot. Looking at how fast it is. Nine, yeah. Like consistently, 95, 92. It's crazy. Crazy. But he's not Sheldon Surrey, where he's like <laughs> taking out teammates left, right, and center. He's got good control on it. And when he swings at it, he generally knows where it's going. And doesn't necessarily have the same velocity. Like Surrey's shot just looked like it was otherworldly at times. But I love Bouchard's control. His ability to shoot with his head up and the control that he has to me is uh, is super impressive. All right. But it's that not was, only that. Yeah, oh, but, sorry. No, no, just like not only that, it's his, his poor, like, we all talked about his poise on the offensive side. I'm looking at his poise on the defensive side too. There's yeah. there's multiple times where he is under pressure now. You see that one middle outlet where it, he had two guys on him in the corner and he popped it through both of them for the middle outlet? That like, wouldn't have happened a few months yeah. ago, right? Yeah. And I think I do think that is something that's been implemented from from uh, Coach Nabla too oh, it has. as well. Like yeah. there, there's so many little outlets um i mean that ethan bear just came to mind he was great at that little eight foot pass hitting a guy in the middle but it yeah. seems like every defenseman on the oilers right now are are looking for that you know if walls are taken away they're getting good support down low well knoblock brought it in like woodcroft yeah. didn't want the middle outlet to be there right he, he didn't he didn't they didn't design it they didn't play with it they, they very seldom did they use it and I thought it was ballsy for Chris Knobloch to show up, look at the way the Oilers were playing, and go, you know what this group needs? More passes up the middle. That's <laughs> what I think this group of guys that are squeezing their stick too hard, making all kinds of huge mistakes, I think we need to get them thinking, let's go up the middle more. When I first started seeing them do it, I was like, oh, man, this is going to bite them. But this goes back to Paul Coffey wanting to encourage his D-men. Make plays. Empower them to make plays. And these middle outlets, while risky, and Knobloch admits, hey, we're going to look bad. At some point, it's going to happen. The risk-reward. And now you're seeing a team that's less predictable on the breakouts and spending more time heading north. Well, and and plus, too, when, when a team knows you're doing it, especially as a goalie, um, you you're more aware, like you're looking for where the danger is coming. I always tell when I work with young goalies, you don't relax until that puck is over across your, the other side of the blue line, right? Mm -hmm. You have to expect the unexpected. And even when you want, if you watch Skinner or Picard, when, when those plays are up, they are laser focused to make sure that they're, they're not caught off guard by something happening. It's a, it's a complete team effort with this subtle little play that has allowed the Oilers to come out clean uh, almost at will, which makes such a big difference when yeah. you can get pucks to, to 97 and, and 29 in flight going the other direction. Shane Matheson says it was a massive change. They get the puck out of their own end with ease. The D are confident. Center's coming all the way down. Penner's Pancake says best thing last couple of weeks. No negativity towards Bouchard or Nurse. They both look terrific and they both get the love. It's not about negativity towards them. I mean, they're playing better. That's the good thing. They're playing better, so we don't have to speak about them in a negative light. That was the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk. When we come back, let's get the goaltender on the goaltending. Gager's going to weigh in on that 
All that nicely marinating prospect in the minors that's just so tantalizing for Oiler fans. They want him. They want him now. Should they do it? We'll ask Gager. We'll talk more about it coming up after the break. Hey, everyone. It's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner, and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use a promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. And a reminder that Gager's appearance on the podcast tonight brought to you by our good friends over at Kin Print, where they're helping you find creative ways to promote your brand. High quality apparel, top of the line brands. They do great work. Check them out at kinprint.ca. Getting to takeaways in just a minute here. Gager, how's things over at Edmonton Sports Talk, buddy? You've been a big part of their launch over there. I hear you on those shows all the time with Dusty and Cass and the crew over at Edmonton Sports Talk. How's it been? You guys having fun? Um, there seem to be having a blast. Yes, they're. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know those guys. It's. Yeah. It's. It's funny when you walk in there and realize these guys are starting their their station. You know, mm. <laughs> they're just. They're, I know. They're they're essentially a bunch of children over I know. there um it's <laughs> it's, it's awesome. a lot of fun it, it they're they're great I, i'm glad that dusty gave me the the call to to start two guys way back when yep um, how many seasons have you guys been going with that i think gosh is that five it was right it hit a covid like we were yeah so yeah look at me i'm all beating my chest over season three i got your back and you're like hey I, yeah. i'm in the five-year club bud come talk I, to me when you know you get the five-year jacket I think we're getting close to 400 episodes or no so kidding. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. I mean, my mom loves it. So at yeah. least she's listening. And, she thinks uh, you do a great job. Hey, she thinks I thinks I carry the thing, which yeah. I don't. <laughs> my mom has significant reservations about Struddy's performance quite often. So <laughs> I'm not even sure how Struddy's family feels about his performance on the podcast. Uh, as uh, long what, as they what, keep him in fudge, I guess yeah. that's uh, that's all they worry about. <laughs> that's exactly. What days of the week are uh, two guys and a goalie with you, uh, Nielsen and Cass? We're running Tuesdays, Thursdays at from twelve to one at uh, at Edmonton Sports Talk. Me, Dusty Cass, 
Uh, not only Oilers, we we talk about uh, other things that are going yep. around the league, mostly the topical things, talk show about the NHL, essentially. Awesome. Yeah, I've listened many times. It's a great product. All right, let's get to segment two. It's takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. If you're feeling unhappy with your overall level of health, you got to try their wellness lifestyle program, a unique 90-day program including daily meal plan, exercise regimen, video instruction and supports, and they'll give you a pre and post assessment as well to help you monitor your pre, uh, pro- progress. All of that for 150 bucks. Not bad, right? Why not? New Year's is coming. Don't feel bad. You don't have to feel guilty about a New Year's resolution. We all do them. So it's a good starting point for you over at Redefined Health. 150 bucks to change the way you're functioning and feeling day to day. Go see Dr. Tyler Fix. Redefinedhealth.com. Um, boy. We've talked a lot about goaltending on the podcast this year, Gager. It has been a heavy, heavy topic, right? Really from exhibition and training camp when we were like, oh, is Campbell going to grab the starting job start season? Should he, will they, what will they do? That was the first topic. And then it was like, what's going on for like a month and a half? And, you know, now it's all about this young player that they have in the American Hockey League and Olivier Rodrigue, who, you know, is 23 years old, I believe, and he's shooting the lights. I think Stoff had the tweet. I'll pull the stats from Stoff's tweet. His last four starts over eight days, 3-0-1, 1.99 goals against average, 942 save percentage, leading the league in and around a 938. My goodness, could he be a solution? If you were the decision maker, how would you handle this guy with the way he's playing and the potential for him to be a solution for the big club? Well, it's uh, currently, I I feel that he has won the starting job in the American Hockey League. Although it's a it's a weird situation having supposedly your starter, your highest paid goaltender, um, watching a young kid play. Yeah, uh, I really, Ryan. I think that um, look no further than last year. What happened in the playoffs with the Las Vegas Golden Knights? Stuart Skinner is playing great right now, but it's only his second year in the yeah. in the National Hockey League. There's still a lot of runway for him to become mentioned in the same breath as as a Hellebuck, uh, you know, really established guys. I think he still needs a little bit of support, and I don't think the Oilers are in a position where they can just have two guys. They need three capable goalies because you never know what's going to happen when when push comes to shove. I think it's great that this kid is lighting the world on fire in the American Hockey League, um, but I, I want him to keep playing. I want him down there developing, gaining that confidence of of being the guy making whatever his salary is while the guy on the bench is making $5 million. Don't get me wrong. That's a huge feather in your cap as a young guy. And he's not... He's won that job. He's got his sights on coming up and doing something mm-hmm. you won't get to this level without having that that mm-hmm. that air of arrogance as as a goalie you need that um but unfortunately with the start that the oilers had i don't think it's a time to bring up a young goalie like that and have him okay you're going to play this game see how you can do they need they need wins they need consistency if they get to a point where maybe you know you're looking at the end of the year and they've solidified some spots and 
to be able to let Skinner actually go up to the press box and have some popcorn with his best buddy, Joaquin. Um, sure. Why not? You know, maybe it, it comes to that point, but I like where he is. I like the, the numbers are astronomical. Um, and he's pushing, he's making the, the Edmonton Oilers organization have to question what they're going to do with this kid, which is a great situation as a young goalie. Put it into pers- some perspective here. Rodriguez and Campbell, I'm on hockey DB here, according to this. They've both played 10 games. They've, you know, Rodriguez played 574 minutes. Campbell's played 572 minutes. Behind the same team, same defense, same system, same work ethic, same yeah. thing, right? And Rodriguez 2.09, Campbell's 3.46. Goals against average. Rodriguez is a 938 save percentage. Campbell is an 888. Like this is not even in the same hemisphere. So completely agree with you that he, they need to just treat him like the starter down there. The idea that this is about Jack Campbell's reclamation project, that ship has kind of sailed for me, and we can talk about that in a minute. But I guess the question that Euler fan would wonder is, if he's showing he can do it at such a high level in the American Hockey League, how much of a stumble from Pickard would it take to have that make sense where you bring him up and you, you give him a look? Because this the big club needs good goaltending night in, night out. And so if it's a two- or three-game stretch where he's nah, just okay, is that enough of a window to bring him in and get him a look? Or do you need to wait until you're ready to keep him up before you bring him up? Mm, I There would have to be a considerable drop in play from, from Pickard. To, to call him up and solidify the, that role. I, I haven't seen anything in Pickard's game that he is a perfect backup goalie. He's giving his team – has his play been perfect? No, but it's been quite good, and mm-hmm. he's given his team a chance to win. That's all you can – that's all you want from from your from your second guy. Um, I, yeah, I just I, – I don't like it, Shaggy. I don't think it's it, – the timing's not right. Um there's too many other variables to consider with where this team is at right now. Like yeah. looking at their record, but and the they have a ton of games in hand here. Like this is and looking at their schedule, man, they could really by the end of this kind of 14 games, looking at the teams that they play, they could really do if they get play, keep playing this way, make it difficult for teams to to match their intensity and execution level. Um, they could be looking pretty close to possibly into that top three of the Pacific division. If things, if things go well against this, I would say, a. I know they're playing more games, but not against the top teams in the league. Like they were at the, at the start here, they could really do some damage. I just, I like what Pickard's or sorry, Rodriguez doing in the minors. Let him rip it up. Let him go to the all-star game, you know, let him do all this other stuff, play the legs off him. And when, if the end of the year he comes up, who knows what happens then? Just taking a quick look here at Philip Broberg, 12 games, five points in the 12 games that he's played there so far. So just a quick check in on him. Um, thought on Jack Campbell, Gager, because we have Jan and we haven't had a chance to yet this year. Uh, like, is it salvageable with the player in any way? Like, is it, and I know, you know, you're not necessarily there watching all of his games, but based on the trajectory of this entire thing it looks like it's just hurtling and ready to crash into the ground and be done do you see a pathway to jack campbell 
being able to figure it out and at least get back to the big club in a backup role? No. The the only pathway is if things happen like the Golden Knights and they get three guys essentially go down and he is your last viable option to play net for you. That's mm-hmm. that's I think that's what it gets it, it is at this point Shaggy. Like he went Yeah, he was the casualty of of the play of the Oilers from the beginning. Like getting sent down, that was a real shakeup. Um but I I do think they fully expected him to go down there and have the same type of numbers that we're seeing from Olivier Rodrigue. Not mm-hmm. the not these goals that I know it's tough to watch highlights of goals on goalies because they all kind of look bad, but they looked really bad. Like these are very yeah. stoppable pucks that he's allowing. Everything I'm seeing online is goals that you would want back as yeah. a goalie. Hundred percent. And I and I just think with and I I. I I've met Jack Campbell and he's a great guy. I liked what I saw from him at the beginning of the year. It looks like he put in the work, but I just think with his, we've seen how hard he takes losses and losing and not playing well. And to have the, basically everyone talking about what are they going to do with me? How are they going to get rid of me? Um, I, I just think his time as an oiler is essentially done. We'll probably talk about, the contract situation later, but the, buyout, the trade, the whatever, whatever it is. But I just, I think his, he is, he has a, I have a better chance of playing a game with Edmonton Oilers than he does at this point. That's a bold statement, buddy. I'm going to have Strud's listen to this segment just to kind of get his head square on this whole. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Although, I mean, his opinion on that is similar, but we need better goaltending discussion on the podcast, so we're always in learning mode. Let's get to the uh, inbox, the Weiss Johnson inbox. December is the perfect time to install an air conditioner. Yes, an air conditioner. 25% off. That's why. Order your AC now and get that fantastic deal on all their in-stock ACU units. A long, hot summer likely lies ahead, so be ready and get it installed this holiday season by the hardworking elves from Weiss Johnson. Visit wjcools.com. Here's the jingle, Gager. Classic jingle. The inbox here. uh, Where was the one I wanted to grab? Uh, Susan L. has been a wonderful breath of fresh air on the podcast, and she says, where was the one? She said something really nice that I wanted to, I think maybe, I just got to find it here. Gager is a fantastic guest analyst, and she sent that emoji, Gager. So, Susan, thank you for that. His mom agrees with you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she does she, she does. does agree um <laughs> shane matheson says leave him there until february when you know he can get games and not just sit good point shane that's along the lines of what gager had to say thoughts on lines and starting goaltender for saturday's game versus the la kings i'll let you uh answer that one gager and then we'll wrap up this segment oh you you put for back this is why I love this. Um, what happened tonight, Shaggy? You heard on the broadcast, able to distribute the minutes evenly throughout. You put, you ice your best lineup come Saturday night against the Kings. This is, this is might could be a preview of a first round matchup. You want to establish winning in their building again early. Does that splinter in the back of their mind going, gosh, we haven't beat these guys at home and we're playing a playoff series against them. 
Um, going up against, you know, the from all accounts, the Kings aren't playing as well as they were at the beginning of the year. I think there's 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 a few things that the Oilers can take advantage of. Uh, watching a little bit of the Golden Knights Kings tonight, it's big boy hockey. Let's uh, let's strap up the boots, get the work hats on, and uh, I I I am. This is probably the most. This is the game I've been looking forward to the most out of this short season so far. I can't wait. It's going to be a gooder. It's going to be fun for sure. All right, that was Takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. When we come back, Gager and I got to take a lap. Quick break. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey. For all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Strutty. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. All right, time to take a lap brought to you by our good friends over at Backscape, the product that is taking the online world by storm right now. I'm seeing it everywhere. It's because it's quality. Get rid of unwanted back care. Buy yourself with Backscape, a water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with the long handle. Let's take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. There's Struds demonstrating it right there. Right now, their biggest sale of the year, 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. And choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. Backscape, stay smooth, gentlemen. So great, Backscape, uh, with with Struddy being able to remove that, the lower back patch of hair that now he can display his tramp stamp in full glory it's uh, uh it, it's it's great it's, good job backscape yeah well whatever you need them for they're there for you gage i can get one sent over if you need one buddy i've tried them they they work great oh, uh let's take a lap smooth. yeah exactly let's take a lap uh i put all this in your hands so you're gonna do uh gabbing with gage you're coming up just like strutty's world and you're running this segment as well so you get to take us on whatever lap you want where do you want to go with the topic tonight buddy so this is this is great. This is a lot of pressure, Shaggy. When you mm-hmm. when you asked me about this, I was thinking it's not, about the something. bar is very low from what <laughs> normally happens in this segment. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I then I thought about okay, let's it's we're we're getting close to this halfway point of the season, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just looking at Canadian teams. So Canada is in a rut. Fan How long bases, is the drought? Was it 32 or 30? It's it's a long yeah, 30, time, man. 33, 34, yeah, because yeah, 92 was that. Or whatever, but it's been too yeah. long, and fan bases have been getting certain fan bases have been getting little tastes here and there. So I thought what I would do with this, Shaggy, is kind of go through Canada, 
and give you what I think of where these Canadian teams are um, and who I think at the present time has the best chance of winning or lifting that silver chalice at the end. Um, I like it. Let's look at the Senators. I mean, oh, okay. first of all, I have been calling for this team to make the playoffs and and possibly do a little bit of damage. I'm not saying go far, but it, it win around with when, when you look at what they have, and especially this year, getting Corpus Allo, yep. um, just solidifying their their forward group. Um, you know, they had a little with Debrinket wanting to leave. We had some trouble in the front office and then the gambling it's thing. so and messy, hey? Like, it's, it's just it, been all over the place. In a year where they were supposed to be better and really supposed to take a run at things, it's a pretty massive disappointment and they are no threat. Like, no threat to be winning it here. You know, as well as I, when, when things happen at the top, they filter down through the organization. And yeah. it's just been it's just been a huge cluster so far in my mind of yeah. where that team should be. Um we'll see what happens with the coach but yeah, I think they need to get a coach in there somewhat like what Tockett did. Yeah. Maybe get someone in there that's going to be your coach. You know, I I that's think still, I, shot- I, it's got Ruby written all over it, I think. I he, still he, think that. I mean, we'll see. But it feels I, like it, doesn't it? Yeah. But get him in now. Let him let him evaluate these guys, you know. So mm-hmm. do what Tockett did. We saw what he was able to do. Kind of came in late, got them into training camp, implemented his stuff, and they hit the ground running. I just think it it's a missed opportunity there. But yeah. anyways. The uh, the um, top team by winning percentage among the Canadian teams by points percentage, it's the Vancouver Canucks. They're at a 681 winning percentage so far this season. Winnipeg Jets are right behind them at 667. They're both 7-1-2 and two in their last 10 games. Like, do you think that they are top contenders this year, Gager? Because Canucks fans certainly are skeptical about their own team. They're like, it's going to end any day now, and Besser's going to this and that or whatever. Like, how legit are those two? So... You uh, you know a guy by the name of uh, uh, Craig Button, and yes. I've I have I've ripped Craig Button off with with this little blueprint that he has for the formula for winning a Stanley Cup, and he says you need a duo, okay, then you need a Norris caliber defenseman and a Vesna caliber goalie, mm-hmm. and every single one of those boxes the Vancouver Canucks check out. Yeah, um, I mean Besser and Pedersen, you could put Miller in there. I I think that Hughes is a runaway to win the Norris, and we're actually seeing what a healthy Demko uh, can do. It's they're just on a next level, and they're getting contributions through the whole lineup. Their season is kind of emulating what the Oilers were able to do, even a little bit of the of the Kraken to a lesser extent. I know with the Kraken, but. They almost have nine guys in double-digit scoring, right? right? So there's like I think there's six or seven, and then three guys are just on the cusp, like with eight, nine goals. They're getting contributions throughout the whole lineup. Dynamite team to watch. Whatever Tockett did in the offseason and got these guys together, um, they're they're a fun team to watch. And they just, like I said, they have that Stanley Cup requirement for for winning, which is the reason why Canucks fans are so uh well they're optimistic let's say, let's say yeah. I, as growing up on the mean streets of Kitsilano I know how they feel 
I mean, the Jets are right there, too. They're having a heck of a year. Shovel Day offset a nice job salvaging a tough situation. You hope for them that the fans recognize how good this team is and start piling out a little bit more and, and getting behind that group. That's a tough situation for them. And then, of course, there's always the beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. Where are you at on Toronto and how realistic they are to end this drought? Well, they, they kind of have the same thing with as the Oilers, just they're the, 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 the East Oilers with their questions on defense, right? Yeah. I think more so in Toronto uh, so far, but the biggest thing is in goal. Samsonov has been subpar throughout the whole year, injuries to wall. Um, again, they're just, I mean, they're almost in a position where they take Jack Campbell back at this point with their goaltending, right? So yeah. until, and, I mean, Austin Matthews is is really catching fire here. He's everything he's shooting is is touching the back of the net, and yeah. they've got great contributions. You got Johnny Pajamas getting his thousandth point, right? Nylander looks like a completely different player from what I'm used to watching with with the way he's engaged in the game. So you don't have to worry about the forward group. It's just what's how. It's so much easier to go through the rest of the lineup to beat the Leafs, I think, when when we get into those hard months of, of playoff hockey. Yeah. Anybody else even worth mentioning on the list there? I mean, the Flames are a long ways away, man. Like yeah, Montreal no, Canadiens, a long yeah. ways away. I The one thing I, did, I wanted to say about the Flames is um, I, I want to see what happens as we creep closer to the trade deadline yeah. because they do, I think, have – the biggest ability of all the Canadian teams, if it looks like they're going to be on the outside looking in, to retool with the assets they have and kind of rebuild on the fly there. They could they could get a lot for, with what they have. Um, and we've all heard well, rumblings from down south of how many guys want to leave. So um, they could be in a situation where they're uh, they're changing a lot of roster personnel. All right, good stuff. So we'll put the Canucks up there. We'll put the Winnipeg Jets up there. I mean, I I put the Oilers ahead of all of them. I'll be honest with you. They got McDavid. They got Drysidle. Um, it's not a perfect team, but they've rediscovered their game. They've got that weapon that is usually their power play, though it's gone a little bit dry. Uh, best chance is the Oilers. Is it not Gager? Do you give any any of these other teams a better chance than the Oilers? I have. I got them third. Man, really? I got third, I got them third behind the, the Canadians. Canucks really, and, and the Jets. Yeah, potential to the, win the cup this year. You got the orders behind the Jets and the Canucks. At, at this moment, yeah, I I have them behind, partly because I've been indoctrinated by Craig Button with his need for the duo, which the Oilers have. Do questionable on the Norris with the way Bouchard's playing. Like you have to kind of think he's getting con some consideration with his point total and what he's, he's gonna have doing. to put together a pretty good he, oh run yeah through i'm the saying end, but, i'm saying yeah. he'll he'll be one of those later votes but he's he, if yeah. he keeps playing like this shaggy he's got he's gonna be in the conversations but um just in goal yeah. both guys with hellebuck um and demko they they get the check mark beside that going in do i think Stuart skinner can can play at that level yes but just i haven't seen it yet yeah, so you're saying the Canucks have two guys and a goalie that you can count on, eh? Like <laughs> hey that? See what I did there? Hey hey that was Take a Lap, brought to you by our good buddies over at Backscape. Lots of great deals on right now. Check them out at Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-scape.com. When we come back, 
Oh, yeah. I've been looking forward to this all day. I've had to sit through so many Strutties World this year. It's going to be Gabin with Gager when we come back. It's going to be worth it. Short break. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> this is always Strutty's World. Brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Locations in Calgary and Edmonton, whether you're a homeowner, a contractor, a builder, DLR is the most reliable source for vinyl fence. Opened back in 2005 and not going anywhere. Unmatched service, high quality, North American made products. My backyard's full of it. It's awesome. It's my brother's company, Rick and Rob. Visit DLRVinylProducts.ca. Quick update, Gage. You might not have heard the pod the other day. Told a story about how brother Rob, who runs a branch in Calgary, came to Edmonton for Christmas. Christmas Eve, went to put out all the gifts for the kids. Get the stockings all ready, get ready to go for Christmas time, and realize that 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve, he forgot every one of his wife's gifts back in Calgary. <laughs> he had nothing for her under the tree for Christmas. And so we were merciless with him for the next couple of days. And poor Jamie. We were, we were, you know, we were doing a gift, one of those gift exchanges where you like you, you get to pick and steal and all that. And we were just wanting Jamie to just anytime someone wanted to open one, we were like, Jamie, you open it just so you get that feel, right? But I can report they did get back to Calgary. Jamie was skeptical. She thought he had thrown the gifts away accidentally. She didn't believe that the Ooh. gifts even existed. But they got back to Calgary and the gifts were there. So she got to open some gifts. A belated Merry Christmas to you, Jamie. We hope that uh, Rob's gift buying skills are better than his memory. Oh, Jamie, let's uh, there. There should be a. Let's hope that none of the gift receipts were used at that point. That she yeah. liked everything. That's exactly. a that's a tough one. You can't give her a bunch one. of bad gifts after that, too. So Ooh, yeah. we'll get the report on how we made how we made <laughs> out as far as the gift giving. Uh, oh, look at Zuby! Look at what you did. Look at so for those who are listening to the pod, sorry, Zuby changed the little Strutty's world thing to Gager's world. Well done, Zoobs. Nice job on the fly. Stayed up all night as soon as I heard Gager was joining us. Yeah, (laughs) that's some high end production value you got going on there. Although I I think the segment is called Gabbing with Gager. So, uh, Gager, I put you under pressure, but I want to know what's on your mind, buddy. Bring it to the people. Well, you know, as a 
avid listener of the show, Shaggy. Um, I hear one Jason Strudwick talk a lot, and you hear him the way he speaks. You'd think that every defenseman that ever played was a was a Mensa member, like they're all brilliant. And I just <laughs> I don't know where this hatred for goalies comes from. He he talks about goalies like second-class citizens. He doesn't want them behind the net stopping the puck. Oh, he's yelling about, I listened the other night, yelling at Skinner, talking to the enemy. Oh, we're all friends out here. He shook his mask off. I, I've, it, it's tough for me not to, to write in. I'm a, I'm a calm person. But I, I did some research, Mr. Shaggy, and I just oh, I wanted like to see why. What, where does this hatred come from? And I'm thinking, well, what goalies did 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 Struddy actually play with? Like he's the, it's like he treats goalies like he's the Norman Bates of defensemen. He, he hears goalies talking to him, and he's going nuts. But I I went back, um, and I looked at his first season, looking at the goalies he played with. Tommy Sallow, first goalie plays with on the island, Olympian has a nine zero seven save percentage at that point. So I'm thinking, well, maybe you know. He's playing with some guys having to do too much work or something. Played 65 games that year. We go down the list, Chuck. We have Archer's Urbay, 2.73 goals against 907 save percentage. Nothing, he's not having to worry about his goalie. He's not having to do too much back there. We go to Gar Snow, over 900 save percentage the next year. Felix Potvin, we go to Vancouver. Um, Felix Potvin has a 2.51906 save percentage. He's getting some of the best, like, world-class goalies as teammates. And he still has this hatred that I don't understand. We go to the next year. He still has Potvin and Essenza. The only time in his career that I could find a goalie save percentage below 900. Although Stretti did play 60 games that year, so maybe there's a correlation. Because we look to the next year, he drops down to 44 games. Dan Cloutier has a 2.43 and a 901 <laughs> save percentage. So I don't know what's happening. Obviously, something was going wrong because then he gets shipped to the Windy City. Blows right in there with Jocelyn Tebow. Tebow has a 2.33915 save percentage. Like, he is getting world-class support back there for those pizzas up the middle draw like taking those five minute shifts that he's famous for then we we get to the rangers he's got the king henrik lundqvist his first year 2.24922 save percentage Struddy, you have no reason to hate goalies they're the reason you played so many games in the nhl to begin with and then we finish it off in good old Edmonton. He's got Dwayne Rolison. Everyone loves Roley. 2.77.915 save percentage. JD and Habby Boulin, both over 900. Finishes it off with a young Devin Dubnik, who is lights out. Although Stretty played 41 games that year, Doobie had a 2.71 save percentage with a 9-1 or 2.2 goals against 9-1-6 save percentage. And then it was off to to battle the 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 Swedes in in Sortatalia for him. But I just I don't get it, Shaggy. He's had great goalies throughout his whole career and he slags on them. And they I think are one of the main reasons is why we love him and his career was successful. I love it. I love the research. I love the time and energy you put into this. I love, I love, despite the fact Struddy played 60 games that year, 
the numbers dropped when he played fewer or the numbers got better when he played fewer. That's just really high quality research using the numbers. I love it. You know, for goaltenders, like, I mean, I would wonder how these goaltenders would describe Struddy because as we peruse the stats, you just looked at all the goalie stats. I'm seeing dash 19 here. I'm seeing minus 13. I'm seeing a minus 16 season, a minus 10. I'm seeing a minus 18. I'm seeing a minus 16 season here for Struds. So for a guy that, you know, he was out there for his fair share, he is hard on the tendies for sure. Well, yeah. The one year in with Henrik Lundqvist, 65 games played, led the he wore the green jacket that year, minus 10, with uh with Lundqvist having like all-star numbers. So yeah. I mean, maybe that's why Henrik slags him about his uh, stylistic. Oh, where is it? Hang on. I've got it here somewhere. It's it's going to get played because we're just, oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. You are an absolute horrendous dresser. Is this guy blind? I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great day. That's the best part of the beauty what, what Henrik Lundqvist brought to us. I hope you have a great day, by the way. So Swedish. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. That was Gabin with Gager. Gager's world, whatever you want to call it, you're getting smashing reviews. Susan L. says, lights out Gager on Gager's world, and she sends along the little trophy emoji. Davin says, bravo. Davin says, Struds is colder than January. Lots <laughs> of love on the stream for Gager's world. We'll have to do that one again. I'm now Gager full disclosure. I am going to give Struds a chance to defend himself. We may put together a highlight package from what you just did and give him a chance to retort because oh. I think that's fair. And I'm a journalist. Yeah. And I always I'll get both sides. What he's going to say. I can tell you what he's going to say. Shocker. What's he going to say? He's going to bring up something about me letting in a goal from outside the blue line. And I couldn't see the puck and a slow glove hand. Let's, let's, let's pick it up a notch. Struddy. You know, he's, he's, he's a, He's a hack comedian using the same material over and over. Oh man! Time, time to let it go. Time he to let is it go. taking a beating tonight. He is taking a beating. That's what you get for taking time off, Struds. You yeah, deserve. Don't go it, up against the goalies, right, Zuby? <laughs> yeah, never mess with the goalies. Hey, Zuby, are you loving this? The beating Struddy's taking for his goaltending hatred. Well, I'm super impressed with the research, and yeah, it does it does it does not look good on <laughs> Struds? And we know st we know stats aren't everything, but that does not look good for him. All right, let's get to our final segment of the day. Ask Us Anything brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Holiday gifting just got a lot better. $50 gift card. You receive a $10 bonus card and a couple of Match-branded beer sleeves. Gift cards available in the restaurant at matchpub.com. Match Pub is your Ice District dining destination. Swing by and ignite your senses. As Butters on their way home here in the not-too-distant future. They're a great place to stop in if you're heading to the game. Go have some of their famous wings. Uh, great atmosphere. It's awesome to round out your Euler game night. Zuby, you got a little buzz going on your heads there, so we'll say to people, sorry about that little technical glitch there, uh, but you've been keeping an eye on how things are going on the stream. Uh, where do you want to take us first on Ask Us Anything, pal? I'll try to I'll try to bring my come in real close to my mic here and bring my level That's down. That's weird. There. It's like a little little happen. rattling or something. That's bizarre. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, apologies. Um. So I wrapped up the poll, and maybe you guys could weigh in on the poll, and then I'll give the results. So the the poll question was, what aspect of the Oilers game gives you the most optimism about the remainder of the season? 
five on five scoring, depth scoring, minimizing high danger chances, or Skinner rounding into form. Where would you guys put your gauger? Um, I I do like the five on five scoring. I think um, I'd have to say that's the most crucial thing moving forward. Looking at last year, although it was a record-setting power play, I think it was a little bit more of a crutch when it counted most and it didn't work. I think there was more of a lull in the Oilers' play than the lift it gave the team to go up against the best power play of all time and killing the penalty. Yeah, I would say minimizing the high-danger chances. Like, they were just a sieve. They were giving up yeah. so many odd-man rushes, so many big chances off the rush, so many mistakes, so... They were just gifting so much, and they have stopped doing it. They have exercised that demon from their game. It's no longer there. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons why they've been able to turn it around and not be consistently shooting themselves in the foot. All right. Well, you guys came in right in line with the poll. Uh, first fi Finishing first was uh, five-on-five scoring, 29%, 28% minimizing high-danger chances, 24% Skinner rounding into form, and depth scoring Coming in at 1,601 votes. Thank you, everyone, uh, for voting. Um, quick throwback. Uh, people love to throw this out there, but with the talk about Gager, with the talk about Craig Button's formula, of course, Chaos Never Died brings up Colorado and Vegas won without Vesna caliber goalies, although they might have gotten Vesna caliber performances, but that seems like uh, part of the formula. Maybe not so set in stone. Look, the... It's a blueprint, all right? But maybe not Vesna caliber. And I know the, the Avalanche were a wagon that year. The biggest thing that helped the Avalanche is they had virtually no injuries except in goal where they got contributions from everyone. But I do believe that if you look back at all the final series and the two goalies, you could probably consider them both in conversations for the con Smythe. You just don't win without good goaltending at a, at a different level. Um, we just need, the Oilers need to find someone that's going to provide that for, for two and a half months. Obelisk 21 fires in and says, ask Gager if he thinks Corpus Allo can be consistent enough in net to help the Senators push for the playoffs. What do you think about Corpus Allo? I, I, I like Corpus Allo. He's a, he very athletic, the ability to take, for sure goals away from the other team with uh, with the way he can move on the ice. Um, the thing that, that troubled me about him last year was it looked like the Oilers wore him down. Mm. Um, a lot of plays from, from low to high, lots of movement traffic in front. He's a very slight individual, right? I think he just looked tired. I look back to that Hyman goal, um, just a, a – a goal that needs to be stopped and definitely in that situation, but he looked exhausted mm. at that point. Uh, Shane Matheson says, uh, once Holloway's in game shape, can he be the third line center with Kane and Yanmark, or do they need to consider a trade in there? Well, I don't, I don't like him at center. We've seen, we talked about McLeod, just a little bit less responsibility on the ice. I don't think, I feel so bad for Dylan Holloway. I really thought here was a guy figuring out what it takes to be successful in those two games prior to, to, to him becoming injured. I think you throw Holloway on the wing and let him kind of hopefully find that game that was rounding into form before the injury. Uh, no, too much responsibility at, at center. And you have, 
to see what they have. But I, I just I don't like him having all that extra pressure being a sentiment at that point. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, you know Dylan Holloway needs to get playing regularly, and he needs to see what kind of momentum he can get under this new coach. I said it before. I felt there was no player in the lineup that stood to benefit from a new coach bump more than Dylan Holloway. And he never really got a chance to get going. So when he gets back, we'll see him get that opportunity, but it needs to be in a comfortable spot on the wing. Zuby, let's do two more, buddy. Uh, Quaddy says, uh, once Ekholm's game rounded into form, Boosh got way better. And obviously he was coming off of that Good point. hip injury. Do you guys agree with that? Well, of, of course. He's a stabilizing factor back there. And he looked like a shadow of what we saw when he came last year. Um, having that that pre- you, you can see the the chemistry between the two it, it's it doesn't just I don't think anyone can just play with Ekholm and, and it'll work there has to be some sort of chemistry between defense partners I mean ask Struddy I don't know if he had any chemistry with anyone or not but you can definitely see it with Bouchard and and, and Ekholm and of course him just getting you know it, it Missing training camp, starting the regular season, and this is kind of what I worry about with Holloway too. It's it's essentially putting a treadmill on ten and trying to jump on, right? Like it's it, getting caught back up to speed takes a while. You eventually these guys will get there, but um, yeah, it's a it's a it's not the easiest thing in the world to jump in. Have missing that much game, and everyone's playing almost every day. Everyone's so much better than when Holloway first got injured. Do you hear that sound in the background, Gager? Is somebody that's, playing that's, a racing game? No. That sounds like an F1 video game in the back. I know no, you're an F1 nut job. Yeah, that's um we kind of we kind of laughed about this uh earlier, Shaggy, with, with teenagers, and we're at a different point in our lives with with our with our families. I my daughter it's what 12 15 in the morning and she's probably cleaning her room and firing up the vacuum cleaner are you serious oh yeah that's the vacuum that's the vacuum upstairs yeah that's amazing i apologize to the the got your back listeners that's my daughter liliana vacuuming too funny (laughs) zuby last one of the night pal okay a couple people brought this up neil garrity specifically said Brown was buzzing tonight. What did you guys think of his game? And may, maybe you want to make a predict. Is is a is a goal? Everyone will be so relieved when this guy scores a goal. Is a goal coming for him? You want to call a shot? You want to pick a game? He's going to score that first goal. I don't know, man. I see a guy that he he needs to just have a lucky one go in. We saw him come in on his off wing, and the amount of things that he looked like my old Commodore sixty four trying to quantum compute a problem. Like it, he turned that puck into an octagon and he stopped moving his feet. He didn't know to pass, shoot, dump it in, change, and didn't even got the shot block. This guy is in a world of hurt right now. Um, he needs something to go right for him offensively. And hopefully that that same thing that happened with McLeod happens to, to Connor Brown. Final comment of the night goes to Kevin Von Pringle, who says, Great job tonight, Gager. You're the perfect glue guy for my two favorite pods channels. And he sends along a big fist nice. bump. And I agree. Great job tonight, buddy. Uh, that was Ask Us Anything, brought to you by Match Public House and Eatery. Gager, I want to let you pick Gem of the Day. Uh, you listen to the podcast enough to know at the end of the show, we pick our best moment of the pod, something we liked, and... As always, it's brought to you by Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sport, United Sport and Cycle. 
Their annual Boxing Day week is now on. Scratch and save 10 to 60% off store-wide and site-wide. Time to get yourself what you didn't get under the tree for Christmas. Visit unitedsport.ca. I've got a couple that I want to throw out there, Gager, but you know, being that you are guest analyst, I will give you the respect of being able to pick the official gem of the day. Well, I don't know. It's, it's involves me, I guess. But I just, I really like the uh, the backscape for for Strutty's tramp stamp. I think when we need, all need to see that, we all need to see that thing. Need he's, to see and, Strutty shave clean, right? Just, well, he, those, well, he claims those... he he claims he's not a guy that necessarily needs it. He claims he's a guy that uh, he likes it. But he's he's not necessarily the guy. He claims that he's he calls himself a Picasso, and it needs no trimming or perfecting at all. Look, Strutty has has said I, doing my research. I had to listen back to some episodes, and yeah, I, unfortunately, Strutty has mentioned how many men he's showered with. I yeah, uh, am, am one of those people that have had okay. the chance to. St- shower with jason strudwick and heading in a, i can say much information direction here but i trust you he continue needs, gager he needs the backscape he <laughs> definitely needs it i just i i'm actually looking forward to the next time i'm sharing with Strudwick. wow we're a tight-knit group here in the edmonton media crew boy are we ever uh zuby before we bolt out of here do you have the email that was sent the picture because we have, have abused i have, have the picture have yes Bring it up. We've we've laid a beating on Strudwick. And so this email came to us from a gentleman named Stuart Rudiger who said, best Christmas present ever. And if you're only listening in podcast form, Rudy looks to be standing there in an old school vintage Strudwick 43 jersey. So thanks, Rudy. And I believe it's autographed. I believe it's autographed on the four there. Oh, is it? So it's worth less then if it were just exactly. a fresh new one? Well, you diminish the value of that thing, Stuart. <laughs> Strati, we love you, buddy. We can't wait until you're back. But Gager, you did a hell of a job. And I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pull rank on you, Gager, for gem of the day. Okay. I respect yours, but the gem of the day today, and you know, Susan will agree on the stream. Many people agree on the stream. Gabin with Gager today was a smash hit. You did a spectacular job. So you get gem of the day, pal. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate it. Sounds good. We'll do it again. Maybe Saturday night. Maybe. Are you around? Can't wait. Yeah, we're going to rock and roll again Saturday. Awesome. Fantastic. Great job, Gager. Thanks, my friend. All right, buddy. Have all right, night. Zuby. Great job to you, too. And thanks to all of you for joining us here on the live stream. We really appreciate the contributions. And we will drop another podcast after the Oilers' next game. Huge thanks to all of our sponsors, including our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick. GMC. Have a great finish to your week. Looking forward to that next game and we'll chat when it's done. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, Stretty.